that took me to a hole that I don't want anybody else to be in because right. for me it was like but I will never amount to that type of beauty I've got scars I've got one hand and I've got one finger I will never be that right. and therefore that took me to a hole of suicide I tried to commit suicide three times um, and that for me is something that I wouldn't want a young person to go through Hi, I am Aboy Mbaru, a corporate girl who also has multiple passions. When I'm not at my nine to five, I spend time focusing on growing my small side business that I love. I created From Stack to Unstoppable podcast to give you simple, actionable strategies to help you get unstuck from limiting beliefs and find your purpose. If you're a professional, a nine to fiver, or an aspiring entrepreneur, and are looking to get out of your comfort zone, use your God-given talents and passion, you, my friend, are in the right place. Let's get started. Welcome to another episode of From Stack to Unstoppable podcast. I am your host, Wamboi Mbaru. You are here for a purpose. You have a mission in life. And when that inner voice speaks to you, that nudge, it needs to be shared with the world. Now, if we are honest, when we're in integrity and we don't hold back our message, it can move somebody else forward. It can help them get to that place that they desperately desire and want. And that's exactly what my guest today is doing. Her name is Itumeleng Seku. When she was only 11 months old, she found herself in a life-altering moment as the bed she was sleeping in caught fire that left her with one arm, one finger, and a face full of scars. Itumeleng would spend the next 15 years in hospital and undergo 104 surgeries. She also battled physical scars on her body. She battled bullying, depression, and three suicide attempts. But that didn't stop her. Fast forward to now. Itumeleng was voted one of the top 50 most influential youth to watch in 2022. She's an internationally accredited keynote speaker. She's a businesswoman and a bestseller. And her purpose is to help others find hope and healing as well as their purpose. This incredible woman is a band conqueror who is here to prove to you that despite adversities, everyone can live their full potential. So we have a lot to cover, so let's get to it. Hi, E2. It's so nice having you on my show. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me, Wambui. Um, this is such a privilege and such an honor to share my life with your viewers, but also with you as well. So I'm really, really grateful. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. You're welcome. So now tell me, when people ask, tell me a little bit about yourself. What do you tell them? Um, I am this young, beautiful woman. Um who has been through a tragic accident, but was able to turn it around for her good right. and therefore reach her full potential. I'm a wife, I'm a mother, I'm an entrepreneur, um, I have my own wine label, I have my own candle um, mm. business, which I make with my own one hand and one finger. Wow. Um, I am a philanthropist through my foundation, the... Hitumeleng Siku Foundation, um, and we do extraordinary things where we have already adopted 250 schools. Wow. Um, we bring, yeah. Okay. And we bring uh, self-esteem workshops. We bring um, motivation to help these kids reach their full potential. But also just to say that here's a story right of a young beautiful woman who has physical scars you know on her body but who was able to turn it around for her good and therefore reach her full potential with only one hand and one finger so therefore i am here to help you reach your full potential with two hands and ten fingers but also to help you stop feeling sorry for yourself and also just find your beauty because once you are able to find your beauty, then you are able 
to reach your full potential, no matter who says what to you about what you look like and about what you should sound like, about what you should feel like, but you will know your yourself that much so that the world can't even re-identify you. Because I feel like, especially with a lot of the school learners, mm -hmm. they go through a lot of identity crisis and therefore whatever that the world feeds them, that's what they take on. And I remember with me, for example, when I was a young teenager and I was told by the media what beauty looks like mm. and what beauty is, is for me, that, that took me to a hole that I don't want anybody else to be in. Because right. for me, it was like, but I will never amount to that type of beauty. I've got scars. I've got one hand and I've got one finger. I will never be that. Right. And therefore that took me to a hole of suicide. I tried to commit suicide three times. Um, and that for me is something that I wouldn't want a young person to go through. And therefore I help these young people re-identify what beauty is. And here's where the funny thing is. The funny thing is that not even the models that we see look exactly like what they show us. I know. They fabricate them, right? right? And now we look at them at that unrealistic type of beauty and we think that that's how we should look like and we fail to do it. And therefore, that is what creates a low self-esteem. Right. So I have a lot of things, but more than um anything... I'm a young girl who is here to change the world and I'm here to change um, the perspective on beauty, on mental health, on self-esteem and reaching your full potential. Beautiful, beautiful. And you're doing that very, very well. I see you Thank on you so Instagram and your YouTube channel. And um, one day I watched your YouTube, your Instagram reel and you challenged me because you yeah. challenged us who have two arms and no scars visible scars you know because we do have all our scars and you said if i can do this and i think you were peeling a, a, an apple or something yeah said, if yeah. i can do this i don't know why you shouldn't do that i was quite quite challenged so you really are making an impact yeah thank you so much thank you so much i really really appreciate it um and the funny thing is that i was having a conversation with somebody um earlier in the week and that person was saying to me that do you know what an inspiration you are you are and I said to that person and I'm going to say it again here because I, I really mean like what I said and I said to them that for me the realization that I was an inspiration from just living my life right changed my life wow because for me, this is who I am Yes. This is where I live. I live. I'm just living. I'm just a young girl who got burnt when I was 11 months old. And then that resulted in me having one hand and one finger. And I'm just every single day just living my life. And that is what people find inspirational. So for me, it was just like, really? My life is inspirational. And people wanted books and they were like, write a book. Do this. <laughs> oh my God, this is amazing. And I was like, Oh, really? Okay, of course. You know what I mean? No. <laughs> um, so it's such a beautiful blessing from me, um, 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 from God, which I'm like always, always grateful for. And I'm just like, Lord, I'm just waking up and that and people find that inspirational. You know what I mean? Yes. So a, yeah. So it's such a beautiful thing for me. It's just like, oh wow, Lord, thank you. Yes, you yes. Know? Yeah. How did you redefine your life from that experience? Because I'm sure maybe you had a, a hard time maybe growing up with, like you said, someone talked, said something about uh, you and looked at you and said something that wasn't very, wasn't kind at all. How did you redefine your life to be now, to live the way you're living now? I redefined my life through spirituality. So, um, so the weirdest thing happened for me because I grew up hating God. Mm. because my thing was that my mom would always say to me that God loves you God does this God does that and for me it was just a matter of but if this God is as powerful as you say he is 
why did he allow this to happen to me when I was just 11 months old? I was 11 months. Wow. I couldn't have sinned. I couldn't have done anything bad to God to say, oh, let me just, you know, allow this to happen to you. Mm -hmm. And for me, it was an anger problem. I was, I was full of anger. I was full of rage. I was full of resentment, but mostly I was full of hatred, Mm. you know, and I hated God. And for me, it was a matter of how dare you allow something like this if you're this good then you're not as good as people say you are you know um and this one time um the only normal friend that I had you know at the time and I mean normal I mean like two working mobile hands two like working proper legs and so forth Mm -hmm. um and she said to me that friend let's go to my sister's place you know and does he and I said to her yeah cool let's go there it was nice anyway we had uh dstv there and there was like chocolates and things like that so we were like oh great yes let's go to your sister's place and we got there and her sister said to me that that listen i've got a visitor coming so i'm gonna have to take you guys to church to my Mm -hmm. church and i was like there's no way i'm going there you know but obviously when somebody's older than you you sort of like don't have a choice. And then she drove us to, um, to her church and the youth pastor, so they were having like a youth pastor, bride, you know, type of thing. And the youth pastor took me and my friend to his office and he started asking us about natural things, like um, who are your parents, da, 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 da. But what stuck out for me was that he said to me, and I will never forget those words. He said to me that, do you know that everything that happens to you happens for a certain purpose? Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. And I looked at him and I was like, okay, so what purpose could this probably serve? Right. You know, Um, and then I became a born again uh, Christian that day. But then I came across a book called A Purpose Driven Life Book by Rick Warren. Yes. And that book, Wambui, is what changed my life. It changed my mindset. It changed my mentality. It changed who I was. And it catapulted to the person that I am today, which is a person of dominion, a person of power, and a person who has who has re-identified themselves in Christ right. and I know and I now know who I am and therefore my spirituality and who I believe in and the reason why he has done what he has done so so one of the things that I searched and and yearned for in the beginning of my Christian walk was was Lord what what is my purpose yes and I remember um Joyce Meyer had a book of like how to talk to God, you know, yes. and um, and that was like the beginning of it for me. And I remember every single day in my dormitory at university, I would sit and I would pray, and then I would sit and wait for God. Like it was such a naive thing, and I would like be on time. Okay, God, I'm waiting now. Talk to me, you know. <laughs> um, God became your friend. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean, like okay, I'm done praying now. You can like respond, you know? Um, And it's months later when when I heard an audible voice and this audible voice said to me that your purpose is to bring hope and healing to my people. Wow. And that was the first and the last time I've heard God's audible voice. And I think it was so essential at that moment to say that to me because hearing those words for me, is the epitome of who I am. And you are such a light. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I wake up each and every single day and I know that my purpose is to bring hope and healing. Wow. And because of that, that is where I found my worth. Mm-hmm. And that is where I found my existence because for me, it was like, so this is the reason why I'm here. Yes. And it got more deeper to say that as much as I've got scars outside, every single person has a, got a scar within. 
Right. Right. And those scars, just like me for 19 years, those scars can hinder you from reaching your full potential. Mm -hmm. And for me, learning that was a way of me helping people heal from their scars so that they themselves can reach their full potential and thus live their purposes to the fullest. Wow, I love that. I love that, Itu. And you're, you're doing such a good job with that. And I say you're a light because you have this, um, you know, just within you when you appear, it's like you're, this candle that was going to ruin your life, you've become a light. You're like your candle burns so brightly when you enter. It's like when you enter a room, you are burns even brighter. <laughs> Thank it you so much. Yes, and you're you're living such a meaningful life. How does yeah. one live such a meaningful life, even beyond, you know, even if you have scars within or without? How does one live such a meaningful life? What is it that you do to to do that? For me, it's purpose. Okay. Why are you here? Yes. Why are you taking up space? Why is it that the next person has, for example, died? because their purpose is complete and you are still here waking up each and every single day. What is it that you're meant to do in this world? And for me, knowing that my purpose is to bring hope and healing. And I think it goes back to like what we were saying earlier on, that just me living my life is an inspirational thing. Right. Because people look at me and they say, but you've got so many scars. How are you this vibrant? How are you this joyful? How are you this happy? Da, da, da. Because going back again, because when you've got scars within you yes. that can hinder you from reaching your full potential and thus living your life the fullest. And that is what people are awed by. Mm -hmm. They're like, listen, I identify the pain that you've been through. Yes. I identify those scars because I have them within. They might not be external, but I can see that scar because I can see it on your face and I know that you've been through something. Yes. However, what I'm trying to find between you and me is that how are you this joyful and I'm not? Yes. So, and the difference is that once you know your purpose, then that brings hope. Right. 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 And bringing hope means that now you have something to look forward to. Yes. So so now if I know that, okay, fine, my, my purpose in life is to bring hope and healing, I know that me living each and every single day accomplishes somebody else's candle. Like you are saying now that, that the candle tried to ruin me, but there's a light that lives within me. And this yes. light is here to enlighten other people's candles. You right. know what I mean? Right. And now my light enlightens your light and then you will now go and then you will enlighten somebody else's light. And that is how we become these light-filled people who are just filled with life, who are just filled with vibrancy, who are not feeling sorry for themselves, who are not feeling like, oh my God, why me? Because why not you? Right. Why not you? I like that. Yes, I like why that. Not, why you? not you? Why not you? You know okay. what I mean? And it means that if it has happened to you, it has happened for a purpose. Going back again yeah. to what my youth pastor once said to me long time ago when I was a youth. And, <laughs> and like when he said to me that every single thing happens for a certain purpose. And for me, it was like, what is the purpose? Right. And that is what you look forward to because then that becomes your hope. Right. You are like, oh, great. So my purpose is to bring hope and healing. Oh, perfect. Let me become a speaker. Mm -hmm. Let me bring hope and healing into people's lives through me be, um, speaking into their lives. Right. But also just speaking positivity and helping people to move from that negative state. Because for 19 years, I was very, very negative. I was depressed. Wow. I had to commit suicide three times. Like I said to you, I saw nothing good coming out of my life. And for me, it was just like, why am I here? Right. I just want to die. Mm. You know what I mean? Yes. And now because I've been there, I can help people out of their wounds 
and out of their scars to help them reach their full potential and say, ah, 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 ah. get rid of those negative thoughts, darling. No, 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 yes. no, no, no. Because the devil can say anything to you to get you to feel sorry for yourself. And trust me, here's the thing about life and the positivity. Nobody has a perfect life. No one. There is nobody. There's nobody that has got like 100%, everything is going well. Mm -hmm. You've got everything that you've always wanted in life. And then it is not possible. Right. However, positive people and negative people is that positive people would rather focus on the positive. Oh, I like that. And say, I've got one hand and I've got one finger and I can type, darling. And I can take pictures, darling. And I can write and I can cook and I can drive and I can hey, excuse me, my handwriting is so beautiful and I've got one hand and I've got one finger. I've got three beautiful children. I've got a husband. You know what I mean? Oh, wow. I'm a, I'm a speaker. Right. I can make candles from scratch with only one hand and with only one finger. I have a wine bread. I've got this and I've got that. Da, 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 and then the negative people will focus on the negative. Mm-hmm. Oh, but I've got one hand and one finger. Oh my God, that is so terrible. Mm. Oh, I can't do one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, and nine, ten. And here's the thing, right? We we all have something that we can point to and say, okay, fine, that's negative. That's wrong. Yes. But we choose to focus on the positive and now focusing on the positive helps you realize how many million little miracles you have around you yes. and then you feel blessed you start feeling like oh my god the world is my oyster what else can i do you know what i mean god really opens up uh, to us you know and once you start being having that yeah. attitude of gratitude it's amazing all this yeah. like you're saying million little pieces of you know favor that you get yeah. right right, right. And then you realize exactly how blessed you are. And that is what you focus on. Right. I have a shelter. I have a jersey. I have water that I can drink. I've got bread and peanut butter that I can have. You're not focused on the fact that you can't have caviar. You no. know what I mean? <laughs> no. Yes. But people would rather focus on the fact that, but I'm not having caviar. I'm not having blue cheese. I'm mm. not having this. No, darling. Your yes. focus is on the wrong place. Right. Wow. That's a, that's a really, really profound. Let me ask you, most of my ideal audience are women, professional women who sometimes they struggle with self-worth and self-doubt. And I had you talk about self-worth. Can you talk about how we can cultivate self-worthiness, how people can cultivate? And I know you are saying it's focusing on the positive. And why do you think that people focus on the negative and how can we really start now focusing on that, having that self-worthiness? I think self-worth, like for me, for example, for for the 19 years when I had a very low self-esteem mm -hmm. to a point where I couldn't even take a picture of myself because mm -hmm. I thought, oh my God, you look like a ghost. You're going to be scaring people, da, 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 da. To a point where I am now, where I'm like, girl, you're beautiful. You're very beautiful. <laughs> I love that. And then you look at yourself in the mirror and then you say it to yourself. And the first time, the first day, it's not going to be easy, for example. And you're going to say to yourself, girl, you're beautiful. Mm -hmm. You're a star. I love your curly hair because yes. it's beautiful. I love your natural hair because it's stunning. It's beautiful. I love it. Mm -hmm. And now because we have been told mm -hmm. how we are supposed to look like. Yes. Oh no, but you must have straight hair for you mm -hmm. to look and feel beautiful. For example. Yes. That the first day you say it, you will say it and you won't believe it. Yes. Because you've already been cultivated so many years. Remember, right. for example, I'm like 35 years now. For 35 oh, years, I'm very young. Oh, darling. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so now for 35 years, you have been told what beauty is supposed to look like. Right. Right. Yes. So now for 35 years, do you think that saying I'm beautiful with my natural curly hair the first day that 
you will believe it no no and then you'll say it to yourself the second time and then you're like mm, yeah well you know like whatever mm -hmm. and then the third time then the fourth time the more you say it to yourself regularly yeah. the more you will start seeing your beauty yes it's practice it takes practice yeah it takes practice and then the more you say it to yourself you start the more you start believing it uh -huh. and when you start believing it then you start seeing it and when you start seeing it then you're like oh girl <laughs> beautiful you know what i mean i love that I love your african nose for uh, example i right. love it you know right. what i mean yes now the more you start seeing it and the more you start believing it then yes. you will start acting like it oh i love that so believing yeah. seeing yeah. it and then yeah. acting like it because now it and becomes then you start acting like it. Yes. because then it becomes you you become yes. beautiful yes yes remember yeah and now when you become beautiful you carry yourself like a beautiful young woman wow for example right right, right. and now and now that goes with everything intelligence yes if somebody has said to you so many times in your life that you're stupid you need to look at yourself in the mirror and say girl you have you are so clever yes there is nobody as cleverer in the world as you yes you are so clever right and now the first time yet again you won't believe it because you've been told for so many times remember yeah and then the second time third time fourth time the more you say it to yourself, the right. more you will start believing that you're clever. Right. And then when you start seeing your cleverness, and then the cleverness will start being exerted from you. Right. And then you'll say, oh, that's such a clever thing to say. Yeah, because I'm so clever. I you know what I mean? Yes. So, so with self-worth, you need to reinstate it in your mind mm -hmm. that you're worthy. Yes right and affirmations is such a big thing and i do it with my kids as well you know i've got three kids yes and i tell kids and for me it was such an important thing for me to to instill it in them now so that right. by the time they get to the world if anybody says you're stupid they're like nah yeah. my mom has told me so many times that i'm so clever that so, i don't believe it. you know what i mean right and i will fetch them from school and i'll be like how are you my smart kids oh. you know Yes. And that reinstates that thing again that, oh, yeah, I'm clever. Clever. You know? Right. And from my three kids, I've got this one kid who is so assertive. Okay. He is so assertive. He is the type of kid that you will say something to and he'll be like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> because he's so sure of himself. You know what I mean? Is that he the twin? I know you have twins, right? Yeah. Okay, how old are they? So my twin boys are like eight years. Okay. Um, and then my daughter is 17. Okay, so which one is the assertive one? The the one twin. Okay. Twin is so assertive. Yes. I'm telling you now, last year when he was doing grade one, um, there was a grade five-year-old that came into their classroom and she tried to like bully them. Yeah. And he was the one kid that stood up in class and said, why are you here to bully us? Go oh, away. Look at that. You know I mean? Yeah, like grade five learner. Right. And, and now for me, it was like, yeah, you go, boy. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> and even till today, he's so assertive with himself. At some point, you'll start seeing it as arrogance. Yes. Like, why are you so arrogant about life? Like, mm -hmm. oh, yeah. Yeah, but you know, I'm so smart. Oh, yeah, no, I, I, I know that. It, it's a good thing. It's it's really not arrogance. I know you're saying that sometimes it may be seen as arrogance, but that's really... Oh, it may be seen as such. Yes. But it's such a beautiful thing. For me, it's like, I know that I'm doing a good job mm -hmm. because of him. Yeah. And my two other kids, they are so assertive with themselves, but they're very quiet. Ah. Whereas with those Whereas with this one, for example, he's so assertive, but he's very vocal about it. He's okay. like, oh, yeah, I know that I'm smart. Yeah, I mean, like, come on. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, oh, but, um, I got <laughs> 30 out of 30. Like, duh. <laughs> <laughs> you 
Now, does now the schools that you go to, the, the schools that you do your talks to, how have you seen the progress in the kids you talk to? Firstly, the kids are more assertive about who they are. Okay. They have also realized that that because of their background, that does not define who they are. Yes. So, so a lot of kids who had low self-esteem have come back to me and said, because of your workshops, for example, mm -hmm. I am now a better person, you know, yeah. with corporates, you know, as well, because like we do like a lot of like um, talks for like corporates, for okay. uh, government, you know, institutions, you know, and so forth. And, and with like institutions as well, we talk to managers. Yes. We talk to CEOs. Right. We talk to the biggest people yeah. in a corporate entity. And yeah. I'll tell you why. Because self-esteem and self-worth and who you are inside exerts externally. True. And that's why you find the most successful people, mm -hmm. people with the highest title in the world, and they will still commit suicide. You know why? Because of exactly that those scars that are within, those wounds that are within, those uh, self-esteem problems, those self-worth problems that are within them. And that's where I come in to say, darling. Yes, look at me. Look at me. Yes. But, but don't just look at me. Let me give it to you theoretically. Right. Let's break down the word beauty. Okay. Let's break down the word self-esteem. Right. Let's break down the word self-worth. Right. Let's also break down the word self-leadership mm. because how you become a leader in the world is how you become a leader to yourself no. first. Right. You have to be a leader to yourself first before you lead. You have to be a, yes. Mm -hmm. You have to be a leader to yourself first. And that's the thing with Christianity, for example, mm -hmm. the relationship is here, right? Yes. So it's between you and God first. Right. And then it exerts here, which is people. Okay. You know what I mean? Yes. So your relationship with God needs to be fine first. Right. You need to be able to get to a point where you can tell God everything. Of course. Yes. God, Talk I'm to him like a friend. friend. Yes. Yes. Like, you know what? I'm, I'm not okay today. Right. God, I don't feel like waking up today. Because of one, two, three, four, five, six. And I think that's the problem that where people think that they need to go to God when they're perfect. No, that's not the case. Right. God wants you when you're at your lowest. Perfect. He wants you. Yes. So that he can walk you through your journey, your salvation. Right. You know what I mean? Yes. And that's where your relationship with people here horizontally mm -hmm. becomes such a beautiful relationship because your relationship here is yes. perfect. Right, right. But it first starts here. If you don't know yourself and if you do and if you don't love yourself, there's mm. no way that you're gonna be able to love people. Forget I like it. That. I like that. And and I like I like about what you said that God wants us imperfect because really yeah. Jesus died for us when we who are seen as imperfect. So exactly. he's expecting perfection from us. Yeah. Right. He doesn't want perfection. Right. Because then why are you there? Exactly. You know, and um, for example, like church is a hospital, right? So it's for those people who say, I know that I'm not perfect. And because I know that I'm not perfect, I know that I need a savior. Right. For example. Mm -hmm. But this is not a savior and a person who needs help relationship. This is a friendship. These are right. two best friends. I call God my best friend because I'm able to tell him, anything like if mm -hmm. i have the most wildest imagination that you can think of yes he's the person that will know. if you want to know my deepest secrets you must ask god he will tell you now with god like, <laughs> <laughs> you'll be like this girl you have no idea <laughs> that is so that's so good do you ever have a bad day i know you're saying yes you do talk to god when you have those moments because you're always happy i mean i'm just inspired and drawn to you i do have bad days i don't think there's anybody that doesn't have bad days i do have bad days yes how do you deal when with I, 
when I have a really bad day, mm -hmm. I choose to stay in bed. Okay. I choose to stay in bed and I will read a book and I will listen to music and so forth. But if I'm having a bad day and I know that I have to wake up and I've got meetings for that day, I will praise and I will worship the Lord and I will just sing songs of hymns yes. and so forth. And and I'm telling you, by the time you get to the third song, you're already feeling, you know, lifted and you're just like ready to go. Ready you to know? go. Ready to go. Yeah. I must admit, though, I don't have a lot of bad days. Okay. But when I do, yes. those are my those are my uh, tricks. I sing songs of worship. Sometimes I'm telling you, some there was a time when I was having a really really bad moment, and I sat here and I played um worship songs, and mm. I wasn't even singing along. Yeah. And by the time it got to like the second song, I then started singing along, you know, slowly but surely like, oh, yeah, you're good. Oh, you're such a good song. <laughs> yeah. By the time it gets to the bridge, you're like, yeah, you're good. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, and and I'm telling you, for, for me, my spirituality, it's number one. Yes. You're an unapologetic about it. Yeah. Yeah. For yeah. me, my my I am who I am because of my spirituality. My my spirituality makes me happy. Yes. It just brings this joy um that cannot be comprehended. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because the Bible says that for I will give you peace that surpasses all understanding. Yes. And I think it's such a beautiful thing that even when you're going through the lowest moment of your time, mm -hmm. that you will still have that peace because right. you know who you are. You know whose you are, right. but also you know your purpose and you know why you're here. Right. And I think those are the most important things for me is that when you're a human being, any human being, find out what your purpose is mm -hmm. and where do you find where your purpose is from your creator, the person that created you, right? So it's like a TV. Yes. When you go and buy a brand new TV and you've never used it, there's a manual. Read the manual Read the so manual. that it shows you where yeah. you switch it on, where you switch it off, what you do, and so forth. So go to your creator and say, God or whoever and whatever that you believe in. For me, it's my God. Mm -hmm. And then you say, God, why am I here? Why am I here? And now let me ask you, you ask God, why am I here? It's by sitting still, right? Sitting still. And then having that clarity of, okay, what do I, who am I? Like, I know you said, you have to find out who am I and whose I am. And then, of course, you're saying to ask God, why am I here? And I'm sure, how do you get the answers then? Be still and know that I'm God, right? Um, but for me, when I'm going through, let's say, for example, I'm going through a relationship problem. Mm -hmm. I will Google and I will find scriptures that are relational to relationships. Okay. And that will be my guide to know that, oh, so this is how you deal with like certain situations. Okay. If it's business, I will Google and I will find a lot of scriptures in the Bible that refer to business. If it's uh, financial, I will Google and I will find a lot of scriptures that refer to finances. So for me, my Bible is... It's my leader. Yes. It's the one thing that guides me. Mm -hmm. And it's the one thing that shows me where to go and how to like tackle it. And I think that's a beautiful thing about God, right? Mm -hmm. Is that he didn't just create us and then he just like left us on earth. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, there we go. Like figure yes. it out. Right, right, he right. He gave us the word, right. right? Yes. And then he said, here's the word. Read my word. Yes. And this word will lead you and guide you and help you reach your full potential in yes. every single area of your life. I like that. I had not looked at it that way. That um, I mean, I do know that the, the Bible is our guide. The word is our lamp to our feet and a light to our path. I just yeah. never known that if you want to look for a particular area of your life, something that you're, you want to know about, go to the Bible and say, okay, finances, yeah. business. You business know, you can forgiveness. Just, forgiveness so then yeah. it will give you all these uh 
buses that talks about that particular area. So even with purpose, which a lot of my audience struggles with uh, finding what their purpose is, just go find purpose in the Bible. But, but also let the Holy Spirit and let God be your best friend. And this is when I started seeking God speaking to me, where he says that for my sheep will know my voice. And I think when I read that scripture for the very first time, I was like, well, I want to be your sheep or rather I am your sheep. I mean, I'm mm -hmm. born again. So, so I want to hear your voice. I want to know your voice. And mm -hmm. I speak it. I yearned for it. And I was like, God, you will speak to me. I will hear you. And I will know that when you speak, this is you. Yes. And for me, it was a matter of, of like every single day it was an intentional thing where I was like are you going to speak to me today okay no wait. it's fine let me just listen and like you said be still and know that I'm God right mm -hmm. and uh I had a guest on my podcast recently called Timothy Maurice I watched it yeah and oh thank you <laughs> and, and he said and he said that you need to shut your prefrontal cortex, right? For you to be able to be still and know and hear, right? right? So now when there's like a lot of voices going on, you know, in your head and you've just, and you just have a lot of things just going on, just shut your prefrontal cortex, be still and hear, you know? Yes. And that can mean a lot of things. Like he he had said that you can even walk through the forest, for yes. example, walk through yes. trees, yes. go to nature, stand yes. on a grass, ground yourself, right? Find yourself, hug trees. You know what I mean? I know. But just find find your core again. Yes. Be still, and that's where you will find the answers the problem that we have as human beings is that we we are filling our minds with a lot of things with social yes. media with, uh movies tv and so forth that we don't even have time to think and allow our brains to just like think right 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 and more than anything did you know that for example and and this is so weird because you know I'm like a social media person, but did you know that being on social media more than you're supposed to actually creates anxiousness? Right, anxiety. I know. Yes, yes, yes. I I know. I've had that. It's anxiety. I have experienced because that. Right. Right. Yeah. Because when you're scrolling down and you're looking and you're and it's like yeah. oh my gosh, you're there for an hour and you're like oh my goodness, you feel so anxious. You start feeling. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because your mind is not thinking for itself because you're always like over capacitating your mind you know what i'm saying like all the time like be busy, be busy blah, blah, blah. Right. and then your mind is not able to think for itself mm -hmm. and you're just like overcrowding your mind with so much information and it's just like when are you going to have time to just like shut down your cortex when are you going to have time to just like shut down and be still now, you know, that podcast episode that you, that was so good. I, I listened to it last Saturday. I normally run, I do five miles sometimes on over the weekends. And I listened to that podcast episode three times. It oh. was so, so valuable. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Very good. Um, yeah. So that is what we talk about on the podcast. We talk about mental health. We mm -hmm. talk about different perspectives but we also talk about preempted to think in a certain way right. and i made an example on beauty mm -hmm. earlier on where we've been told for so many years that this is just what beauty is supposed to look like right right yeah and then when you don't fit into that especially with most girls and boys funny mm -hmm. but mostly with girls then you start growing up and you have this low self-esteem because you don't have the flat tummy. You don't have this. You don't have that. Your skin is not light. You don't have dirt. You, mm -hmm. Oh my word. Your hair's not straight naturally. At an end, mm -hmm. your skin is more darker than it's supposed to be because of what the world says your skin is supposed to look like. 
And you grow up with all of these formed definitions of how you're supposed to be. Right. And then you get to a point where you're like, but I'm not that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And therefore, then you find your worthiness from what the world has said to you for so long. Right. And then you find yourself unworthy. Right. And that is what I'm getting to, to say that when you shut your prefrontal cortex, when you're you're still, and then you start redefining the world for yourself. Right. Right. Where you reach your full potential, because then you're finding your own self-esteem. You're finding who you are. Exactly. You're being still. Yeah. And letting God speak to you. Yes. And letting inviting God to speak to you because you are not uh, allowing yourself. Now you're like, okay, I'm not going to allow myself to go there where I have been. Let me just be still. And it's hard to be still. I think it is intentional, right? It is hard, especially with the world of social media and TV and all of these things that's happening. The world is so much more busier now mm-hmm. than it ever used to be. Right, right. Because you yeah. can just pick up your phone and you can be busy for the whole day. For the whole day, you, you can be busy. So for people who are looking into maybe like they have businesses like you or just uh, something that they want to post on social media, how do you advise to use that time? You know, not to, how do you avoid being on social media all day? Do you, what are your strategies? For me personally, what I do is that, so I post every Sunday, Tuesdays and Thursdays. Okay. Right. So I post every three days. What I do is that I will post it and then I will put away my phone. Okay. Okay. And normally what I do is that I will put away my phone until that Tuesday when I have to repost again. So you you schedule your posts then? Yeah. Okay. Good. Sometimes I will schedule it. Sometimes I will just post post what I have to Mm -hmm. and then I put away my phone intentionally. And then I will only see social media again on that Tuesday when I have to repost again. And then I will put my phone away and then I will see it again that Thursday when I have to post again. And then I will put it away and then I will see it again on Sunday. So it's being intentional. Yeah, it's being, it has to be intentional with social media because it can eat at you. And now here's the thing about worthiness, right? Mm-hmm. And social media. It goes as deep as when you post something, for example, and and you've got 100, 200 comments or 1,000 comments or like whatever, and they're all saying, oh, but you're so amazing. Yes. Oh, so amazing. And that fills in that feel-good hormone oh, that you're like, oh, my God, this just makes me feel good. You know what I mean? Right. And that is what keeps you there. I see. Because you want to reread those comments. And mm-hmm. now the more people comment and say, oh, but you're amazing. Oh, but you're so good. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Da, 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 da. Oh, my God. But you're so inspirational. Yes. And then that good hormone right. eats up at you. And then you're there for the whole day. And then you're there for the whole day tomorrow again. And then you're there for the whole day. And that is what brings anxiousness because of now when, when one person says a negative comment, that's it, you're done. How do you deal with that? Actually, how do you deal? Cause you have many followers and I'm sure there are people who say negative things. What do you, how do you deal with that? And I do know that you do, you are very uh, clear. Uh, you have clarity on who you are and that maybe help you, but how do you advise other people to deal with it? I, for one, because I don't focus on the negative, also like that much. Yes. Because I'm not there for the comments also. I will respond to the people that like comment that I make like an intentional thing of that. Okay, fine. I'm going to take an hour of my time and I'm just going to like respond. Right. But, But I'm so assertive about who I am. That when one person says something negative, I just like shut it off, you know? And for me, I've had enough practice because when people stare at me, for example, I just shut it off and I don't even recognize it. Whereas before, when people used to stare at me, I used to be like, oh my God, I'm such a ghost. 
That's why this person is looking at me. Whereas now, when a person stares at me, I don't even notice. Good. That's really, really good. Really good. Itu, I have seen you driving, pictures of you driving. You have a business, a wine business. You have, did you say a candle business? I make candles. such an inspiration and I could talk to you all day. All day, I want to listen to you. But I'd like for you to tell me, tell our listeners, where can they find you for more? Where can they find you? Instagram, I'm at ITU underscore S-E-K-H-U. Um, YouTube, please subscribe, Perspective with Itu. Um, my channel name is Itu Meleng Siku uh, slash, no, dash Betty. P-E-D-I. Um, please subscribe, like, and comment. Um, and let's just build a beautiful relationship with my Instagram as well. Um, TikTok, I'm at ITU underscore S-E-K-H-U. Facebook, I'm Itumeleng Siku Betty. Um, Itumeleng is I-T-U-M-E-L-E-N-G. Surname is S-E-K-H-U dash P-E-D-I. So, so yeah, so I'm really, really looking forward to, to having conversations with your, um, with your viewers, book me to come and speak in the USA and, and let's meet up in uh, person. Let's have fun yes. and let, and let us bring hope and healing to people around the world because we all need healing. Beautiful. We all need it because we all have a story to tell. Beautiful, beautiful. I love you. I really do. I, I, I'm inspired by you, by your work, by your courage, your confidence. And thank you so much on being for being on this show. I appreciate you, Itu. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me, Wambui. Um, this was such a privilege and such an honor. I really, really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you. Take care. I hope you found this episode as inspiring as much as I did. I invite you to share your takeaway, something that Itumeleng said that spoke to you. We would love to hear from you. So tag me or tag Itumeleng on Instagram. I cannot wait to see you next week. Take care now. Hey, if you enjoyed today's episode, please take time to review and rate it. It's the fastest and easiest way to say thank you for creating this content. Until next time, keep thriving. Cannot wait to see you next week. Take care now.